Hey, this is Marty McFly, and you're listening to Hydrate Level 4 Presents Podstalgic, a film podcast on core temp arts. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you telling me you built a time machine out of a podcast? Welcome to another episode of Podstalgic. This is a podcast where we take a nostalgic look and rediscover movies new and old. But for this episode, we are doing a... I don't know if it's really a bonus episode or rather a uh, a special segment. It's something I haven't done since last year, actually. It is the return of Movie Wars. And joining me on on this fourth edition, I think it is, is Steve from Everything I Learned From Movies. Hey, Steve. Hey, everybody. (laughs) Hey, Peter. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. This is the first time you've been on the show. Yeah. Uh, your show is one that I listen to, you um, and your wife, Izzy. You guys do um, a, a podcast. Why don't you talk a little bit about that if uh, listeners have not heard your show? Uh, yeah, it's uh, everything I learned from movies at eilfm.podbean.com. Uh, basically, every Tuesday, we do an episode about a bad to questionable movie. We kind of go through it, talk about it, break it down, and uh, basically share the lessons that we've learned onto our uh, listeners so that they can choose to watch it or not. It's completely up to them. Um, And then uh, every Friday we have uh, like a mini episode. Uh, Lately, it's been a lot of interviews with uh, actors and directors. And um, let's see, I'm not sure when this is going to be airing, but we just did one where uh, we talked with S.S. Wilson, who's the writer of Tremors and Short Circuit and a bunch of uh, great movies from the 80s and 90s. Um, and then we have one coming up on the 22nd with uh, Alexandra Paul. Uh, she started in, sorry, she starred in uh, Baywatch. Uh, sorry if I sound a little short of breath. I actually just had gallbladder surgery three days ago, so I'm kind of dealing with uh, a little bit of that. But uh, really excited. And yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me, man. Oh, absolutely. You know, you're definitely a trooper because, you know, we totally could have rescheduled this. But, um, you know, I appreciate you coming on because uh, one thing is we're both on the same side of the of the country. And so I, I know working with the guys on the other side, that's usually where it gets a little bit tougher rescheduling and such. So uh, but I appreciate you coming on still. Um yeah, now, uh, yeah, Short Circuit, I remember that episode you guys did. I, I don't remember when it came out, but uh, that was a fun one. Um, another thing I love about your show is, uh, you know, we, we have done some similar movies. And so oh, yeah. uh, now with the concept of your show, I don't know if my taste in movies are bad, but uh, but I do enjoy some of our similar taste in movies. So it's, it's definitely a joy to listen to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that was with... Um... Robot with a Heart of Gold month in, uh, I think it was right, April right. or so. Um, and so it's like, obviously, we also had like Chappie and, you know, there's definitely great qualities. There's also questionable qualities about a movie like Short Circuit, where it's a robot that gets struck by lightning and becomes a sentient being. You know? Yeah. I, I think uh, that, well, the first one at least has a bit of a special place in my heart because it is from Oregon. And um, oh, yeah. I if I'm not mistaken, it's uh, I think parts of it were actually filmed not too far from where I live. So that's always kind of cool. Uh, same thing with like Goonies, Kindergarten Cop, all on my side of the town. Nice. Up there by uh, Astoria or whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah, nice. absolutely. Nice. So for anyone that's tuning in uh, and have never heard of a Movie Wars episode, we uh, I've done three other episodes uh, with three different guests. 
The first one we did 1984 and 1989. Second one was 1995 and 1999. And then the third one, 2001 and 2004. If you guys are interested, I'll throw those on in the show notes. So if you want to check it out after listening to this one, by all means.、Um, I think it's a fun episode and I tend to hear back from people kind of taking the conversation offline and talking about some of the movies that we talk about here. So, what is a movie wars? It's, well, it's Kind of like Oscars in a way, but not really.、Uh, we have 15 categories that we're going to go through, and Steve chose 1994, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel I like be... I'm cheating. <laughs> you, you... <laughs> okay. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I had,、uh, I, I struggled with, with 1997. That's the year I'm going to be doing. So、uh, both you and I will be. Uh, selecting movies from the top 50 grossing of our respective years、uh, to kind of fit in these categories. And you cannot use a movie title or anything associated with that movie any more than once.、Uh, after the 15, we'll talk about maybe some of the other titles we wish we could have used. And I think that's pretty much it in terms of like rules and stuff like that. Do you have any questions before we kind of get started? No, I'm, I'm good to go. Let's do this. Okay,、uh, I like to have my guests go first. So, with 1994, our first category, you know what?、Uh, how about this? Let me just run down the categories real quick. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah, okay. All right, so we're going to start off with best special effects, and then best fight scene, best writing, best soundtrack, best sequel or prequel, best horror movie, best family movie, best comedy, best action, best drama, breakthrough performance, and Breakthrough performance, I have to kind of explain that a little bit. That's really not somebody's very first role, but it's the role that when you think of that person, this is the movie that you associate with.、Them. Like that's the one that kind of made them, you know, their start or whatever you want to say. Put them、uh, on the map kind of thing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, let me try to think of a previous one. Um, I think when I did 1995, I said Will Smith for Bad Boys, you know, and、oh, I kind of、yeah. said, you know, he was in like uh, uh, separation, degrees of separation or something with Donald Sutherland. But I think most people would associate him in Bad Boys first, you know,、yeah. uh, as in terms of like the, the film.、Um, and then we got Best Villain, right? Breakthrough performance, Best Villain, Best Director, Best Female Performance, and then Best Male Performance. So that's where it's kind of like the Oscars because of the categories.、Uh, but most of these, I'm sure, aren't、uh, Oscar worthy movies.、Um, some maybe because, you know, top grossing. Well, probably good movies as well. But、uh, starting with best special effects, what do you have from 1994? Well, there are a lot of great special effects in 94. I was、uh, finding in my top 50.、Um, there's a couple I'm going to skip over just because they'll be brought up a lot of times later.、Uh, everybody knows the big movies out there.、Um, I, I'm really a big fan of like, practical effects, like explosions and stuff like that. So I thought about movies like, you know, blown away.、Um, but one that had everything from like, Explosions to like the new like CGI graphics and stuff like that,、um, and everything in between、uh, was Stargate、uh, from 1994、oh, okay. um, with James Spader. You know, it had the、uh, it had the the people the walking around in like the Egyptian、yeah. uh, outfits, like the Horus and all that, and how they would like kind of like fold in on themselves into like those little collars.、Uh, you know, all the big fight scenes, all the explosions and stuff like that. Uh, just, just one that kind of stuck out to me from the list. 
I love it. I I um I haven't seen that movie in a really long time, but I do remember going to watch it in the movie theater, and I remember that moment James Spader walks through the portal. You know, it's like he's walking oh, yeah, through the, water. Yeah, the liquid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of like they stole it from a uh, Terminator Abyss Two kind or, of thing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, the Abyss. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, great movie. Um, that's gonna be hard to top, actually. Uh, so we'll see. Um, so. For 1997, this was definitely difficult for me because around this time, uh, a lot of filmmakers were really stepping it up in terms of special effects. I could have used a number of things, but I went with Men in Black. Oh, and yeah. The reason I went with that is because you got action. It is a sci-fi. Uh, it then also, like, uh, special effects, I'm going to kind of, like, work makeup into that as well. And so uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, uh, I think he either won or was at the very least nominated for his role as, like, that alien, you know? And so yeah. the, 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 you got to give credit to the makeup as well. But, you know, you got all types of aliens. You got people crawling up the wall and, and all of these things uh, and, and all types of guns, right? So so that is another element, too. So uh, Men in Black, um, I think that's going to be a, a, a kind of a good uh, battle there between the two because I, I really like your selection with Stargate. So Yeah, yeah, and it's a lot of the same thing, like a lot of the practical stuff, like interfacing with, you know, obviously there's like CGI characters and stuff mm-hmm. there, too, and... Um, you know, all the slime being thrown around. I remember that being a big part of that movie. I haven't seen that in forever. Right. Gotta, yeah. Yeah. I gotta yeah. watch TNT. I, I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I like the men in black movies. Um, the, the, yeah. the, the trilogy. I, I think the last thing I heard was they're going to try, they were kicking around the idea of, uh, men in black with 21 jump street or something. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting yeah. idea, but hey, you, you know what? I like 21 and 22 Jump Street. I thought they were fun. Um, I have no connection to the original show, so I didn't I didn't care that it was being remade. Uh, but I do I, I do enjoy uh, the Men in Black films. Uh, I, I like the third one as well uh, with the uh, James Bro- Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin, yeah, that's yeah. right. Who pops up in everything apparently now? <laughs> he, he does. He does in both <laughs> universes and every, well, no, I guess uh, only Marvel movies. He was in. Uh, Deadpool two and then and then uh, Infinity Wars, yeah. so um, hey, nothing wrong with that, you know. Uh, he's no, no. he's no, acting he's his great. ass off, yeah. yeah. All right, so next category we got is best fight scene, and I'll I'll kick it off with this one. Um, this one was hard, but I'm gonna go with this particular scene just because of a one liner. Uh, and so this scene here is. It's with one of the, I would say, one of the best fictional presidents on screen. And it takes place on a plane. And I'm talking about Air Force One, where Harrison nice. Ford and Gary Oldman go at it. Uh, he pulls the the cord off of the parachute, and there goes uh, Gary Oldman, get off my damn plane, or something to that effect. I, I think that's the line. Not a long fight scene, and, you know, nothing... Uh, intricate in the choreography, just a, you know, two older guys just duking it out on a plane. So I got that for best fight scene, uh, for 1997. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good, good little fight. Yeah. Um, I was trying to look up like the actual wording and stuff from the scene, but, um, uh, they're actually, I was surprised. I was looking up uh, best fight scene there after like some of the, the big movies were taken out. There wasn't a whole lot to deal with. It came down to two Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. As you may know, I love Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. As do I. Um, but the one I went with from 1994 was the final fight between 
Colonel Guile and M. Bison from Street Fighter. Very nice. Where, he does the uh, flash kick. That's right. That's right. He really does the flash kick. Uh, Raul Julia is M. Bison's flying around, levitating and doing the flying punches and stuff. And just, just a ridiculous, you know, it, it, kids movie and all that. But, but when he was really doing the flash kick and stuff, I was like, Oh, sh- that's, that's amazing. Yeah. That, um, so that was actually in the top 50, huh? Yeah. That was number, wow. uh, like thir- 42. Amazing. Wow. Just right under. So it, I, um, I'll I'll just throw it out now, but it's not in the top fifty. But I had uh, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. I I don't oh, know yeah. what I would have used. I mean, maybe a fight scene from there. But um, I'm more of a Mortal Kombat guy. Uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I really do enjoy that Street Fighter movie as bad as it is. Um, <laughs> I was you know those were my jams. Uh, I'll have to send you this picture later. But uh, I think because I know you go to cons yourself. I think yeah. it was just last year. I think it was Wizard World. They had some kind of cap uh, cap Capcom uh, game set up. You know, so you got Street Fighter and all this stuff. There was a guy dressed up as M Bison, and the other guy was Ryu, and they were playing the Street Fighter game. And oh, so I got a awesome. picture of them from the back. You got to see it. It's it's pretty cool. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, that's a really good one. I uh, I'm a fan of that movie. I am a fan of that movie. I remember watching it in the theater. My memory of that is it came out, I believe, December twenty. Um, well, I don't remember the exact date, but it was December. Yeah, it was pretty late. Yeah, yeah, nineteen ninety four, obviously, and um. Let's see, because my sister was December born... December 23rd, yeah, Christmas, 20... like just before okay. Christmas. Yeah. Okay, so 23rd. See, I was going to guess that, but I wasn't exactly sure. My sister was born December 22nd, 1994. Oh. So she came home on the 23rd, and I remember, you know, hi, little sister, I'm going to go watch Street Fighter now. <laughs> so that's my memory. <laughs> yeah, hey, priority, and I was the right age. You know, I was the demographic um and you know again i was a big fan of mortal Kombat, so a uh, really good one there okay so let's see here the next one this was also tough because um there, there was a lot of movies i could have used but our next category is best writing and what do you have for 1994 like i said with, with this year there was a lot to choose from and i feel like i was cheating um for best writing though 1994 um i went with pulp fiction by quentin tarantino and Ooh. roger avery Uh, because it's really hard to top that it kind of it was it was a kind of a new way of telling a a, well i guess it wasn't a big budget movie but it had a pretty big cast with bruce willis and you know ving rames and everybody uh the the revolution for samuel jackson and john travolta but uh the story was you know it was uh i I forget what it's called exactly but you know it it wasn't a continuous story like it kind of jumped around wasn't linear space and yeah non-linear storytelling that's it um and yeah, just one of the great examples of all time. So it was kind of hard to to pass on that. <laughs> that is a really good one. And uh, Tarantino balances, you know, um, all of those elements very nicely. Uh, probably one of my very first non uh, linear movies that I've ever seen. And I actually I came on to that a little bit later than '94 as well, because you know it's I was 11 when when that came yeah. out, so a little too young to watch that. But I know some people probably watched it at, uh, at that young. Um, I have uh, another movie. 
Now, this is where I feel, um, you know, I might get a little flat because I have not seen this movie and it, it's supposed to be really, really good. But I think with events that happened, um, or at least some news that came out in the previous year, I think people will be okay if I actually end up skipping it with a, a certain person who should not be named in the movie. Uh, this actually won, I think, for best writing in 1997. Um, it is a screenplay by Brian Hagelin and Curtis Hansen, and it's uh, based on L.A. Confidential. Yeah, that's a good one, I was going to say. That's what wow. I hear. That's what I hear. Yeah, um, um, I, I would definitely check it out. I'm, I'm one of those people where it's like, I, I've i seen Rosemary's Baby, you know. Like, like I'll, I'll watch the good movies that certain people have done that have done horrible, unspeakable things. Oh, that's uh, uh, Polanski, right? Yeah, 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 yeah Polanski. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, right, right, right. But, uh, but but it's like, like L.A. Confidential. That's really just just a great movie, and it's more than one person. I mean, he to, to be honest, like looking at a movie like that, he's one of thousands of people that brought that movie together. So yeah, no, it's it's a very good point because um, I I really enjoyed The Pianist, and I think that might have oh. been my first Polanski movie. If uh, I, I'd have to look in his filmography to to know for sure, but I haven't seen Rosemary's Baby. Uh, but like Chinatown. Uh, I haven't seen that. Yeah. And I think there's a sequel, right? Something about two Jakes or oh, something. Two Jakes. Or? Two Jakes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I haven't seen that one. I, I actually just found out that was a sequel last week, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, really? Oh. I I only knew about that because I, I remember people talking about it in school. Um, because I was like in this. It wasn't a film class, but I I swear that's all we ever talked about was movies. Uh, but it was well, it was something it like a film class in high school. But uh, I, I think I will check it out. I know a lot of people have been telling me to kind of get on it, um, you know, uh, at the very least. You know, it's 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 not Spacey's movie. He's just in it. So, yeah, yeah. I, so I won't be supporting that guy. But I'll I do. I do want to check it out. I don't know what's taking me so long. So. Um, so there you go. Two very good movies there. Um, best soundtrack is our next category uh, for 1997. I had a hard time with this, not because I had a lot to choose from. But the one that I ended up going with, I would have preferred to use somewhere else, uh, really. So I went with Hercules. Oh, A yeah. Disney property. How do you go wrong with a Disney film? Uh, a lot of great tough. songs. Phil Collins is involved. <laughs> well, well, you did say Disney, so. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. So that's that's what I had. I would, Yeah, I wish I could have used Hercules uh, somewhere else. But uh, I think it's got a lot of great songs in it. For, um, uh, and I, I think Hercules, Hercules is actually mildly underrated like i feel there's a lot of love for it but i don't think there's enough love for it yeah i think i saw it uh streaming on netflix yesterday ah. uh, now, now that i'm kind of chilling at home and i'm like put that one on the queue i gotta watch that again i haven't seen yeah. it since it like first came out i remember uh james woods is hades and yeah sounds about that's, right that's all i really remember from it and it's like i, I gotta check it out <laughs> yeah it's uh danny devito Dan, is it yeah danny devito oh yeah yeah it's like the pan guy or cupid <laughs> or something yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, what do you have for best soundtrack of 1994? For best soundtrack, well, I had already picked Pulp Fiction, so I couldn't uh -huh. use that one again. Uh, but uh, another one of the big movies from that year was Forrest Gump. Oh, okay. Uh, great compilation of all the like 60s and 70s hits. Um, I mean, you know, it's a double CD soundtrack uh, that I I have. Uh, you know, as well as Pulp Fiction, I've got that one too. Um, there was a, another Disney movie that came out that year that may come up later uh, that oh, has a great soundtrack. I, I wonder what uh, that one is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I say. Uh, but yeah, I went with uh, Forrest Gump. You know, I had everything from like Dusty Springfield to the Rolling Stones and uh, yeah, just 
everybody's seen the movie. Jimi Hendrix, everything's in there. Mamas and the Papas. <laughs> I, I've never even thought about checking out that soundtrack, but um, you know that uh, again. I was like eleven when they came out. Um, you know, very quotable. It, it is one of my favorites. I mean, it's directed by Robert Zemeckis, one of my favorite directors because yeah. of Back to the Future. And um, yeah, I, I'd be surprised if it wasn't Elvin Silvestri that uh, scored that movie. But uh, I do have an appreciation for those older songs. You know, from that era, anywhere from the fifties through the eighties. Uh, I'm definitely going to check that out. Uh, I, I had no idea that it was a double disc, but I believe it. You know, because we do follow the life of uh, one Mr. Forrest Gump. Yeah, absolutely, and it's you know a lot of like four minute songs. But yeah, the the score, like you said, is incredible as well. Just the the piano and everything with it. Yeah. Yeah, so there you go. Two uh, two pretty good soundtracks. I I'm I'm curious what that Disney movie that you you kind of teased there uh, that that may come up. Now the next category, uh, this one again, kind of difficult for me because there were a lot of sequels. Uh, I don't think I had any prequels, honestly. But what did you have for best sequel or prequel of 1994? Well. I got a few honorable mentions. I just kind of have to throw out there uh, just because they're not going to come up later. And I, I really love them. I'm a huge fan of the naked gun series. So okay. naked gun 33 and the third, the smell of fear. It was close. D two mighty ducks. Go to ah. Iceland. Uh, had to skip on that one because uh, apparently clear and present danger also came out that year as a sequel to Patriot games oh, and the whole yeah, Jack yeah. Ryan series. And uh, I mean, it's really tough. I mean, that's a great spy thriller movie. Um, I believe that I, I keep getting them confused. It's been a while since I've seen all the, the Harrison Ford, Jack Ryan series, but I think this is the one with Sean Bean. Um, the Sean Bean uh, die in it. Um, <laughs> I believe so. No, I'm just kidding. If, if he was a bad guy, Bean. he probably died. <laughs> <laughs> Usually when he's the good guy too. Now, uh, oh, but yeah, it just, just a great spy thriller, lots of action. And uh, I mean, if you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. I, I got to watch it again. It's, it's been a good 15 years since I've seen those movies. Yeah. You know, I'll be honest with you. Um, I didn't know those movies were tied to each other. Like I, I knew there was a bunch of Harrison Ford movies where he was like some sort of spy. I didn't know of a Jack Ryan. I didn't know about the books. Um, I didn't become familiar with that universe until the sum of all fears with Ben Affleck. You know, yeah. I, I feel like that was Oh three. So, um, you know, it's a franchise that I kind of miss, but I, I do want to definitely check that out. And that's why I, I like doing these movie wars too, because I, I may not have even thought about checking that out or Patriot games or anything like that. Um, for me, the best sequel I went with, uh, for 1997. And I feel like I've only seen it once, maybe when it first came out and it's the lost world Jurassic park. Mm. Directed by one Steven Spielberg, uh, That's a good re one. Return of Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, so yeah. I remember very little from that movie, uh, but I do know he's in it. Julianne Moore's in it. Um, I'm missing I, another. Oh yeah, like Vince Vaughn's in it. Pete oh, Possible way. Like That's like right. there's it's an incredible cast. Like even guys like uh, Jason Isaacs is in it for like 30 seconds, and Camilla Bell. Like, like you go through the IMDb page, it's ridiculous. Um, I actually just bought The Lost World this morning at Target for five bucks. Oh, wow. Uh, because, because I apparently lost my other thing and we wanted to watch it for, you know, the, you know, 25 year anniversary of the original and all that. Right. Um, Lost World, I, I think I actually just mentioned this on another episode last week too. Everything on the island I love about that movie. 
Uh, everything off of the island, eh. Not so much, huh? <laughs> but but hmm. but it's still a great movie. You should definitely check it out. Revisit. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I, I think I will, uh, especially with the the sequel to Jurassic World coming out uh, pretty soon, I think. Um, I, I kind of forgot when you mentioned this, but uh, you, you were on the um, the movie draft with uh, Tom, right? From Jake and Tom Conquer the World. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah that, that, that's when it came up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, uh, he, best he sequels. That's yeah. right, that's right. So um, if, at any moment, there's a movie that comes up that you covered. Plug away, plug away. You mentioned uh, D2. Well, I covered all three Mighty Ducks. Uh, the very first uh, Mighty Ducks movie, I, I even interviewed um, actor uh, Aaron Schwartz, who played oh. Dave Karp, uh, number 11, from the, the first Mighty Ducks. So if anyone's interested, that is available. Um, and you know what? Since I'm plugging, you mentioned Jean-Claude Van Damme earlier. I did a top five Jean-Claude Van Damme movie uh episode like a couple years back at least a couple years ago i forgot what was on my list but i think i remember somebody kind of uh shading me on my number five because it was a guilty pleasure they're like really that one i go hey <laughs> you know it's it, i i enjoy it what can i say it's bad it's, but see it's it's currently june claude van damme here at everything that's i right. learned from movies and that's after john claude van january back in january so we're uh <laughs> getting the ones we missed that first month um Wait, so wait, sorry, what was your number five? Was it Street Fighter? I, I didn't say, but I, I'll go ahead and reveal uh, it. Uh, it, uh, it was okay. actually The Quest. <gasps> yes, directed by Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yep, yep, directorial debut. Um, and the only reason I like it, because it's Bloodsport 2.0. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, it. But by that time, he had done it like four or five times, and so it was just like, okay, I know what I'm doing. Well, I'll, I'll direct everything now, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll invite Roger Moore over. It'll be great. <laughs> Yeah, 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 absolutely. So it, yeah. it's, I know it's not good, but I still enjoy it uh, just because, yeah, it's the same movie, essentially. Uh, I love it, though. Good good pick. <laughs> oh, okay, thank you, thank you. Okay, so we're done with the sequel prequels, right? So, oh, yeah. Yeah. all right, so now we go to best horror. And for 1997, the um, the best horror I went with was Scream 2. Uh, I actually yeah. like the Scream uh, franchise, and I know not many people like Part Four at all. I do. You know, it's 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 a direct sequel. They there's not much else you can do with family members, so whatever. <laughs> you know, I enjoyed seeing the you know some of the original cast back, and they did their best, and I was still able to kind of enjoy it. So I do like all four movies. The third one is definitely the weakest, um, in my opinion. Yeah. So I, I think I, I would rank that. it like, yeah, yeah, I would go one, two, four, three. Uh, but uh, the Scream franchise is definitely one of my favorites. Nice, yeah. The, the, that '90s uh, fantasy movie draft, the '90s sequels that I was a part of, that was the one where it came down to my last pick, and it was between Scream Two or RoboCop Two, which I have a wonderful uh, love for. Um, that one ended up not not getting picked, and I was just baffled by that. Because uh, yeah, it, it's a great movie. I'll concede, it's a great horror movie. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, but for uh, 1994, the one I ended up picking, um, not a lot to choose from. I'm not gonna lie. But uh, there was one that kind of started a new era of taking the monster and giving them, making them the center of the story. Like they're the ones that are having the the journey, the character development and all that. And that's Interview with the Vampire starring ah. Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise and uh, really close contender for my breakthrough performance with Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, there you that go. Movie. But uh, 
yeah, just it'd be a great little horror flick. I actually watched it again recently, uh, maybe about a year ago. <laughs> it's uh, it's hilarious watching it with my wife. We're like, oh my gosh, was this movie this uh, th- like this when we were kids and we thought it was awesome? <laughs> yeah, uh, yes, I it mean, was. <laughs> yeah, interesting, interesting. But yeah, it's uh, it, it's a great different view of like uh, an otherwise typical like monster flick. Yeah, I I do remember liking that. It's been a while since I've seen it. I I have not seen. I don't know if it's a prequel or a sequel, but the was it Queen of the Damned? Queen of the Damned. Yeah, is that, I think, a, is that a I, sequel? I maybe. I I only saw that once. I know it came out in like ninety nine or two thousand. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I know uh, Lestat, the Tom Cruise characters. Mm-hmm. Played by a younger person in that, but that may just be. Isn't it like something Townsend, the guy who was like. Uh, isn't he married to like Charlie Theron or something? I don't know. What? It's I I I haven't seen it. I don't know. But um, I I be I'm curious to see who is your uh breakthrough performance if you passed on Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, it was close. Yeah. 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 So this is gonna be really interesting because that that was one I definitely struggled with. Um. Yeah. The what I remember with uh interview uh with the vampire is not even the the actual movie. It was one of those MTV Movie Awards. When they had, um, uh, they had Adam West, uh, the late Adam West, and also I'm blanking on his name, but the the man who played Riddler. Oh, oh, uh, Rob Gorshin. Gorshin. Oh, Frank, Frank, right. Frank, Frank, Frank Gorshin. Frank Gorshin. There you go. Frank Gorshin. Yeah. So they had those two playing those roles. Um, I think, uh, I think Adam West played the Christian Slater role, and then Gorshin, the Riddler, played. The, I don't know, but anyway, they, they did the whole like neck sucking scene. It was like really silly, but it was kind of funny at the same time. That sounds amazing. I'm going to have to Google that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So that was, uh, best horror. The next category we have is best family movie. And I think I went first with Scream 2. So you go ahead and go with the, what, what do you have for 1994? Well, I teased it long enough with the uh, soundtrack thing and uh, being Disney. <laughs> Best family movie, possibly of all time, but definitely of 1994. Beating out such contenders, I really wanted to mention, like Little Rascals. Ooh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's The Lion King. I mean... Can't go wrong. It's one of those family movies where it's got everything. It's got the great soundtrack. It's got a lot of fun. It's got poop and fart jokes. It has <laughs> it has scenes that just tear at your very soul. I mean, uh, when, when, when Simba's like, trying to get under Mufasa's paw and uh, gives you all the feels all the feels uh, all the feels (laughs) yeah it's like land before time all over again yeah oh yeah yeah Yeah, just great flick from top to bottom and even some of the sequels aren't half bad no they're not actually uh we're definitely a household uh that are fans of uh, Lion King uh Lion King for me would be 1b uh, in in the ranking of Disney movies, one A being Aladdin. Um, yeah, one's a good one. Yeah. yeah, so Lion King, I have reviewed uh, on this show. I reviewed it with my son, who might have been fifteen at the time. So if anyone's interested, check that out. Uh, but yeah, I love me some Lion King. Probably one of the best Disney movies ha- uh, with the uh, with the best castings. You know, you, you got Nathan Lane. Uh, I don't know the actor's name, but I know I I can see his face. The one that voices Pumbaa. Um, Matthew Broderick is fine, but you got jo- Jonathan Taylor Thomas, who was 
huge from Home Improvement. Jeremy um, Irons. I mean, uh, and hello, uh, James, James Earl Jones, Jones, you know, yeah. exactly. So, yeah, yeah, just well casted uh, in, in those roles. I, I'm going to be curious to see how the quote-unquote live action, and I'm using that word yeah. loosely. I'm using that word loosely. So, you know, don't send me tweets about it's not really alive but um i'm guessing it'll be a roger rabbit situation no i'm just kidding maybe not as bad no 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 <laughs> but um i don't know maybe some things you it might have to be animated who knows we'll see okay so my best family movie for 1997 this is gonna be a stretch this is definitely debatable and i'd be okay if you're like you know what I wouldn't call that a family movie, and I wouldn't have anything else to replace it with. The reason I went with this one, it is the, I'm going to use this word loosely, but the fourth installment of a uh, pretty big franchise. And the reason I put this in Best Family Movie is because I I think it kind of, I guess, regressed might be the word, um, the the best word I could think of in a way to kind of describe the tone, right? And I went with Batman and Robin. Hmm. Interesting you know, so it, right, so you know it's action, but compare that to 1989 Batman. You know, yeah. you're just oh, like, yeah. you know, 1989 Batman is more for a mature audience. By the time you get to Batman and Robin, you got uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger just chewing up the scenery, oh, right? God, like yes. all of these, all of these quotes, uh, very, very kitty, right? So oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's why I went with the family movie because I think it's more suitable for a family. I don't think there's very, um, there, I don't think there's any kind of content in there that's a little questionable for a, a young audience. So uh, it's, it's definitely debatable, and I'd be okay if somebody would say no. I don't call that a, a family movie, but that's the best I can do. Yes, I don't know what other uh, movie options you had there, but... <laughs> I'll tell you. I will tell you. And I didn't want to go with them because they suck. Uh, uh, George of the Jungle. What? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jungle to Jungle. Oh, okay. And I those are the only two that stuck in my head. Or Flubber. Not, was it a fan oh, of Flubber? Yeah, I like the original movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. With uh, you know, Jerry Acid Lewis. Mining yeah. Professor. Yeah, so... Um, not Jerry Lewis. That that was the uh, oh, Nutty Professor. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Frank something. I I forget, but I I didn't like what they did with the actual flubber and characterized it. And I get why they did it, but I didn't like that. It shouldn't have been a character that's on its own. So, uh, family movie. You definitely win with the with the Lion King there. Uh, very hard to beat. Yeah, I could I could have loaned you like Richie Rich or Santa Claus <laughs> or any of those, but the I would take Santa Claus. I I would definitely uh, I'll give you one of my picks plus uh, <laughs> two of my bad movies for your Santa Claus. I, I love me some Santa Claus for yeah, sure. That's good. All right, uh, next uh, category we have is best comedy. So you went first last time. This one I probably changed about three different times, and I ended up settling on a movie where. He was probably maybe not quite at the peak. He might be kind of coming down at this moment, but I went with Jim Carrey's Liar Liar. Ooh, that's a good one. That's one of my favorites of all time. It is one of my favorites, but I, I don't think it um I don't think it's one of his like funnier ones. You know what I mean? Like he has a lot of physical comedy, but if you think about like the whole deal with the son making that wish where his father cannot lie, I, I feel that kind of like takes away a little bit from the comedy. Yeah, but yeah, but adds to it. But you know what I'm saying? Like it, it um, I guess 
like a more traditional Jim Carrey comedy. Like I wouldn't consider it that, even though it is one. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's it's de- definitely back when he was on top of the world. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's funny that you mentioned Mr. Carrey, uh, Sir James Carrey, I believe, um, <laughs> because uh, my best comedy of 1994 is also a Jim Carrey classic, Dumb and Dumber. Oh, very nice. Yeah, so that's it's that's like one A and one B. It's it's tough to go. Oh, with, okay. Yeah. That's definitely my favorite Jim Carrey comedy. Yeah, Dumb and Dumber is that. That's definitely it for me. See, so I'm I'm glad I didn't list any examples. Um, liar, liar. I mean, I'm not saying I dislike it anyway. I love Liar, liar, but it would probably. It would probably be like in the bottom five, not bottom five of like a huge list, but I'm saying if I did a top five list, it might be number five yeah. uh, for, for like Jim Carrey comedy. So uh, there we go. Two Jim Carrey's uh, movies. So there he goes. It's right about that time. I feel by 97, he started to kind of come down a little bit, right? <laughs> because already he's already done the Ace Ventura movies and uh, 1999 yeah, I want to or say 98 might have been Majestic. Yeah, Majestic right? and like Truman Show and kind of getting the more serious role. Exactly. 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 Yeah. See, so uh, Larry Larry might have just might have been that last one for him uh, before Dumb and Dumber 2 or right. Yeah. Dumb and Dumber 2. Okay, so that was our best comedies. Next one is best action. And so I let off with the last one. What do you have for best action of 1994? There are some great action movies in 94. I had already mentioned like Clear and Present Danger and stuff like that. There's another one coming up later, saving for a different award. Uh, but in 1994 came a, a little movie that could starring Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock called Speed, uh, directed by Jean Dabont. Um, and I mean, the, the iconic like bus jumping scene, the like, the, the subway fight scene where they're like hanging on the top and all the stuff's whizzing by, great explosions and just one liners left and right. What do you do? What do you do? Yeah, yeah. I think some sometimes people forget Dennis Hopper was even the the villain. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, he was almost just like the the voice on the other end of a walkie-talkie for half of it. You know, he's it, not really a physically imposing villain, but he's uh, one of those meticulous, uh, forward-thinking ones, always always thinking three steps ahead. Yeah, definitely a classic. I love me some Keanu Reeves. I'm a huge fan of the uh, uh, Bill and Ted movies. Um, There was actually another Keanu Reeves movie that I had on a list, and then I removed it. And I'll I'll bring that up later. But um, with Speed, one of my favorite lines, and it's funny to me. Every time it, you know, I, I see it on screen, it's when they're at the airport and the, you know, the one tourist is like, it's the airport. And they're like, yeah. And he goes, I've already seen the airport. <laughs> it, it's yeah. silly, but it's hilarious to me. It's, anyway. it's one of those great little throwaway jokes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, for my best action, I, I had a handful uh, of movies. Um, surprisingly, I didn't even use uh, was it tomorrow? Tomorrow never dies, right? The bonfire. I didn't even use that uh, because instead I went with one that is one of my favorites. That I think is just. Uh, I guess we can call it batshit crazy because the science makes no sense. It is a movie. I did I review it? Yes, yes, I did. I reviewed it on the show with my son, and he enjoyed it as well. Um, and we reviewed it just a little bit over a year ago, and it's John Woo's Face Off. Oh, I can't argue with that. Face yeah. Off is amazing. It is. A little long, 
but we both enjoyed it. You know, I was telling my son, oh, you see those doves? That's a staple of a John Woo movie. <laughs> yeah. All the fireworks popping out of wood pews and yeah. Yeah, yeah. It just, you, you watch that, um, the surgical scene and all that. You're just like, oh, th- there's so many wrong things with this whole operation. But it's still such a great movie. And I think both actors do such a great job playing each other. Yeah, as someone who has a, a cat named Castor Troy, I completely understand you picking that <laughs> movie. And can, <laughs> Paradise, can, can Paradise. Have a, it's action action from beginning to end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I If I remember correctly, because I, I had a hard time remembering even if I covered it, uh, Face Off was actually the first movie after I rebranded as Podstalgic because I was formerly Hydrate Level 4, which is just yeah. a throwaway line from Back to the Future 2. So a <laughs> uh, little fun fact there. So I think you're next for best drama, drama, drama. Oh man, best drama. This one, I like, like I have been saying, I've been uh, struggling with this one. Best, best drama was probably the last one I filled out. And let's see, you went, you went first with Speed. So for best drama in 1997, I went with surprisingly, surprisingly, another Steven Spielberg movie, Amistad. Oh, yeah. And it actually it came in at number 50. The movie is freaking two and a half hours long. Sure is. Uh, so I don't know how many times, you know, somebody wants to watch that over and over. But I've seen it maybe twice and I remember liking it. It's It has a great cast and it's Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Um, but there were other movies, some that I hadn't seen. So I wanted to at least go with one that I did see. But best drama, that's the best I was able to do. Amistad. Give us us free. Yeah, uh, that's the only line I really remember from that movie. Couldn't tell you uh, anything else. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure somebody says hello at one point. That's yeah. that's the best I can do. <laughs> Good day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there you go. Uh, yeah. For uh, court, court is adjourned. You know, <laughs> maybe I, I think maybe at one point they say that too. Order, order. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah for uh, best drama for '94, it's uh, Natural Born Killers, uh, directed by Oliver Stone. Okay, I can um, see that. I, I, mean, I mean, how else would you categorize the movie? I guess um, it's just not action. Yeah, say it's yeah. not action. It's basically about a true romance story about uh, two crazy individuals who fall crazy in love with one another. Um, it's some horrible situations and family lives, and then go gallivanting across the U.S. on a killing spree uh, with incredible over-the-top performances. From uh, uh, Woody Harrelson was almost my breakthrough performance this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Juliette Lewis, you got Robert Downey Jr. back before you know, way before the Iron Man days. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones is the warden. Oh, God, I love him in that movie. Uh, even Ronnie Dangerfield for possibly the creepiest scene since Ladybugs. Um, <laughs> I, I love ladybugs. <laughs> I, I, I do too. I, I watched it again recently though, and it, it does not age well. Um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sure it doesn't. I don't, I don't know why, but I always remember the line. My name is Carmelita Chu. I collect butterflies. It, it's not even a joke. And me and my brother, we used to laugh at that line so often. We just rewind and watch it over and over. Really weird, but yeah. uh, Vanessa Shaw, she's in there. Oh yeah, yeah, she is very, very, very. Um, now that she's over very eighteen, young. very attractive, very attractive. Yeah, <laughs> she, yeah. She, she, yes, she has aged well. Let's she just is, say that. Yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, so yeah, natu- natural born killers. Uh, not your typical drama, but just a great weird movie I've seen time and time again. And I, I forget, did Tarantino write that? He wrote it, yes, yeah, because it was yeah. originally a true romance, and right. uh, he split it in half, and and then sold that second part, I, I believe. Um, yeah, because yeah, because I, I did 
Uh, I reviewed True uh, Ro- Romance and my guest Hyro of the True Romance Film Podcast. Oh, yeah. uh, you, you know, maybe there's a, a might be a connection there. He, I think he gave that little nugget. You know that uh, Natural Born Killers is kind of like the unofficial sequel because it was half of the this big ass movie that Tarantino wrote. Yeah, nice. Yeah, and then Tony Scott did True Romance and Oliver Stone mm-hmm. did this one. Yeah, I, c- yep. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. So, very good one. Um, Natural Born Killers, I feel like I did see it really young because some of those people that you were naming, I was able to kind of visualize certain scenes. And so, I think I have seen it and probably haven't revisited it since because it probably scared me. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So, next one, we, we kept on talking about this category. So, we're finally here. Breakthrough Performance. I have a sexy person. I don't. I don't think it's a uh, sexy entry. Again, I couldn't think of anything else from anywhere. But who do you have for 1994 in breakthrough performance? Well, we've already mentioned Jim Carrey several times, but uh, I feel like his big breakthrough performance was in Ace Ventura: Pet Detective, uh, where he basically went from uh, he had been in like other movies like well, like Earth Girls Are Easy and Once Bitten right. and stuff like that. Uh, and of course, was on *In Living Color* forever, but this is where he basically showed that he could be like a Hollywood, a man. Uh, yeah, yeah, a comedic force basically, mm-hmm. and just carry a whole movie basically on his back. Um, and and he did for a good ten, twelve years. Like it seemed almost effortlessly, but obviously it's, it had his own rigors with it. But uh, yeah, definitely the breakthrough performance, and this just beat out, like I said, Kristen Dunst. In uh, vamp- uh, Interview with the Vampire and Woody Harrelson, Got kind of a similar thing with Woody, where he'd been in some things earlier and obviously with Cheers, but came out just completely different with Natural Born Killers. But uh, so, yeah, Jim Carrey. When did, well, I'm glad you went with that because I feel White Men Can't Jump came out in 92, right? Oh, God, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel that would have been like the, yeah, that the one that people associate him with. Uh, yeah. 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 So I love that a lot. Uh, Ace Ventura with uh, Jim Carrey. Obviously, he was also in like Pegasus who got married before. Uh, um, but yeah. Yep. I would definitely uh, go with that one here. So here's my sexy person, but not a sexy entry. Uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt from I Know What You Did Last Summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, some may remember her more in. Uh, can't hardly wait, which actually comes out the following year. Uh, but I think people do remember. I know what you did last summer. You know, it's yeah. not a Love Hewitt classic, but that's my breakthrough performance. Yeah. Um, Good pick. Yeah, I, I saw yeah. I saw it in theaters. What are you? I did. For? I did too. It's, <laughs> right. It's fine. You know, it's a decent enough movie. It's based on a a teenager's a teenage book. You know, like I I read that book. I think it's seventh grade. And then when it was like being made into the movie, I was like, cool. And the girl from like Party of Five, sure, I'll go watch that. And I enjoyed it. I thought it was fine. I I liked the sequel as well, Um, you know, with like Brandy and Mackay Pfeiffer. So yeah, (laughs) I I like those two movies. And, you know, it had a bunch of other beautiful people. Ryan uh, Phillippe's in it, uh, Freddie Prince Jr., Sarah Michelle Geller. So it's it's fine. You know, it's it 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 needs to stay in 1997. I, I do want to revisit it though. You know, I, I it's on demand, so I, I think I might want to check that out sometime. Yeah, yeah, not a bad idea actually. <laughs> I think I remember it having like a decent soundtrack too. Like I remember songs coming on. I'm like, oh yeah, this sounds like a good song. You know, because um, like even Cruel Intentions, you know, had like a really great soundtrack too. So like in that mid '90s, you got a bunch of like the grunge and alternative music and stuff. Yeah, good yeah, time for it, music. it's definitely a great time for soundtracks. Uh, going through this list, I saw earlier. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, absolutely. All right, so that was Breakthrough Performance, and now Best Villain is our next category. Uh, you went first last time, so with this one, again, I must have changed it about three times. I originally had, which now looking at my list, I removed the movie completely, but I originally I had Cyrus the Virus as Best Villain, yeah. but I dropped him, which also I did review that movie with Shampoo, uh, so check that out if anyone's interested. Uh, wait. Was he on Conair? Yeah, he was on Conair because I remember he kept on saying about put the rabbit, put, oh, the, put the bunny put the back bunny in, the, in box. the box. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I went with a a unconventional villain because this villain is known all throughout pop culture. I think everybody at one point in their life, lifetime has mimicked him, um, ironically or otherwise, and it is. Dr. Evil from Awesome Powers International Man of Mystery. Mm. Uh, that was my running for comedy, in which I subbed out for Liar Liar. And I was like, I got to use Dr. Evil. Yeah. And originally, I was all like, oh, I got to use Vern Troyer as, as a breakthrough performance. But that was the sequel. As a sequel, yeah. 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 Mike Myers could have been your breakthrough that year. But yeah, yeah. Well, or, I guess let's he was, see. Uh, he was, yeah, so I married an well, ex murderer in Wayne's World. Well, yeah, he, never mind. Wayne's World, yeah, those early Disregard. 90s. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I know what you're talking about. But yeah, for him to kind of pull that feat of like playing all these different characters, um, you know, and the accents aren't too far off anyway, and you know yeah. it's him, but he's he does such a great job. Yeah, good pick. That's, that's yeah, tough. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so, best villain 1994 for you. Well, it was going to be Scar from The Lion King, but I already used that for uh, right, right. family film. Jeremy Irons, yeah. Um, but a close second, and actually pretty ironic given my the way my voice has been the past couple of days since the surgery. Um, there was a little movie that came out in 94 called The Crow, uh, where ah. it had Michael Wincott starring as Top Dollar. And his voice is even more raspy than mine. Uh, but he was just such just a like pure, evil, badass kind of a guy in that movie. Um, and, and for the longest time, I thought it was James Remar that played him, but now it's a Michael Wincott who, uh, it was also like in the, the three musketeers movie and stuff like that. But just him being that, that organization or is that gang of people, but just, I don't know, be, being a formidable force to the crow and everything. Um, uh, yeah, just best, uh, alternative villain I could come up with other than, uh, the, the the other alternative would have been Team Iceland from uh, D2. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, now, I can't picture the face based off of the name. It's one of those things where I can do one or the other. Uh, James Remar, I definitely know. He played Raiden 2.0 in Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah. He was also the porn star in like, uh, Girls ne- the, the Girl Next Door. Uh, Girl yeah. Next Door, yeah, yeah. Girl yeah. Next Door. But him, and wasn't it, uh, isn't the actor's name David Kelly? Um, wasn't he... They they were both on Warriors, right? Or in Warriors? Oh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. I, I think this is his name. But David Kelly was also in in The Crow, so I remember him, but I I can't picture this guy that you're yeah, speaking of. Yeah, he's the of, uh, but... the long haired, like long black hair. Um, his sister is like uh, Biling or uh, not? It's not Biling. It's uh, some other. I... Are you Asian, sure? Asian. I, I, or is you it Bailey? Right? Is it Bailey? I think you might be. You, you might be right. Oh, yeah, maybe it is. It, it's been a while. Yeah, been yeah. While. So I mean, I've seen it a number of times, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's like the the head guy. Who just always always talks like this and blah blah blah. blah, blah. Um, yeah, I, I don't remember any of the lines. Otherwise, I'd say him. But yeah, uh, yeah. Just just a menacing fellow. Sounds like a James Remar is is what you're saying. S- similar yeah. kind of voice. Yeah, yeah. 
maybe 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 even a little huskier <laughs> yeah put put him uh, as a villain in a disney movie i want uh, he's got a good voice i like his voice yeah yeah absolutely all right uh so that was our best villain uh our next category here is best director so let's see let's you went you went second with villain so uh so you go first with best director what do you have for 1994 all right well the one thing i knew about your year 1997 <laughs> uh was of course a, a movie that'll i'm sure come up here shortly um maybe but for best director of 1994 um, I obviously had to skip Quentin Tarantino because I already used Pulp Fiction, and I had to skip Robert Zemeckis that I was going to use against you with Forrest Gump because it, you know, the same director as Back to the Future. Right, right. But luckily, there was also this little movie called True Lies, directed by James ah. Cameron, um, where oh, right, he James. basically took the the action comedy, uh, like j- with Arnold Schwarzenegger just being this behemoth of a movie it's, it's it's really long too i remember it being like two hours and 40 minutes or something like that and basically second billing goes to tom arnold i mean yeah great I mean, role for yeah him. yeah great He's role great. for him uh, charlton heston cameo i mean just great action with the you know the was it the what are the jets called the Har- harrier fighters yeah harrier fighters, right, like right. hovering ones mm-hmm. and uh, all just all the back and forth with like tia carrere and jamie lee curtis and uh just just a great action movie with a lot of a lot of heart with the family and everything but also just a lot of badassery yeah i i love that uh selection uh you you know what uh so i married a movie geek is getting a lot of love uh on this episode because i was on the arnold uh fantasy movie draft and i actually picked true lies uh didn't win that one matter of fact uh, the last time i checked and the score was so low i i stopped checking but um early on i had like eight percent and i think chris already had like 40 something i'm like oh that's it for me (laughs) yeah it was was the terminator too that's that's what did it it, yeah it oh man and i actually uh did the i picked the draft order too and i was just i put myself in a position where i was hoping i can get like two solid movies and unfortunately it didn't work but hey, you know, if I get asked to come back on, hopefully uh, I'll, I'll do better. But um, very good pick with uh, James Cameron. You know, you you probably already knew this, but we have another. How do we say? Kind of like we did with Jim Carrey, right? So uh, I too have a James Cameron movie. And speaking of, so I married a movie geek. I covered Titanic with yeah. uh, Chrissy on my show, and I went with James Cameron for Titanic. Very hard to go with anything else. Um, Titanic is a huge movie, made all types of movie. This easily could have also been best uh, visual effects, but without James Cameron's storytelling, his visual, like his vision, you know, and his love for history and just getting all the details right, I don't think Titanic would have been as great as it was. It's definitely one of my favorite movies of all time, and I had to put it somewhere, so I think best director, even though, you know, we all have our thoughts of James Cameron, but uh, yeah, yeah. Well, hard to go with anything else. Yeah, and I'm, I was actually kind of surprised too because it was like, oh yeah, remember when James Cameron used to make a movie every three years, and now it's right. like every every decade or so. <laughs> if that, yeah. I I even considered using like Kate Winslet for breakthrough performance, and I think that could have been like up for debate. Yeah. But I know she did like Heaven's Creatures before, but I don't know if many people seen that movie. First time you I know, noticed so. her. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but I think she was in also Sense and Sensibility or Little Women's or one of those old-timey movies. But anyway, I, I think 
for me at least, this is when I noticed her was was this movie. Oh, she was also in uh, the Kid in King Arthur's Court. So oh, because was I was doing this, she was she was the older sister. Um, huh. Because I was doing this list and I saw that because I was trying to avoid using James Cameron, but um, I was like, oh, maybe Kate Winslet. And I was like. Kid King Arthur's Court, and then like one night I was just flipping through the on demand, and I saw that it was available, and I was like, "Well, I just got a picture with uh, Thomas Ian Nicholas recently, and let me watch this." And I was like, "Yep, there she is, Kate Winslet, and Daniel Craig plays her love interest." Wow, Joss Auckland, I think that's his name, who oh, was uh, diplomatic fr- immunity. Yeah, 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 and he was in the Mighty Ducks. So yeah. there you go. Uh, yeah. It all is all connected. Small world there in Hollywood. <laughs> Yo, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You, 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 know, you would think it's a town or something. <laughs> okay, so now the uh, next category we have is best female performance. You went first last time with this one. I struggled with. Originally, I had um, Demi Moore for GI Jane, just Ooh. because like the physicality she had to go through, shaving her head and all that stuff, but. I kind of cheated and just went with somebody who won Best Actress for that year, Helen Hunt, as good as it gets. Yeah, yeah, you can't can't argue with that. I mean, there's a reason she won too. It's absolutely it's just a great movie. Um, yeah, I I did uh, something very similar. It was the uh, the lady that won for Best Actress that year. Um, I'm pretty sure she did anyway. <laughs> yeah, maybe want to double fact check on this, but uh, it's Jodie Foster for Nell. I remember that. That's also got Liam Neeson in it. Correct. Yeah, it's uh, an, an interesting movie. I, I remember watching it once when you know, uh, I think it was for Survey of Cinema class actually. Just to, it, uh, this would have been like ninety eight, ninety nine, so a couple years after it came out. Um, and it was just yeah, an interesting like character piece about this lady who no one can seem to understand and is trying to break down her what what's going on in her head and I don't know. It, it was one of the first time I ever saw a movie like that where it's just like an actual an actual character study I guess kind of a thing yeah I I do remember seeing it on TV um I don't know if it was like HBO or something and I was just kind of like oh this is this is an interesting movie and I I remember like doesn't Jodie Foster kind of like lift her shirt over her head and like flash yeah there's something that, yeah, or... that, that, that was the interesting thing like why is this suggested for a school class again I, I don't understand but um yeah, there's definitely parts like that, and she dances around, hey, in the wind, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, really interesting movie. Um, and to answer your question, she was nominated for uh, Academy uh, Award for Best Actress um, and also Golden Globe. So she was nominated for uh, for those two awards for that role. Oh, who? Just out of curiosity, who won that year? Uh, Jessica Lang for Blue Sky. The hell? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I never heard of a blue <laughs> what, sky. But... Whatever that is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Congratulations. Let's see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's about a nuclear cover-up directed by Tony Richardson. And yeah, Jessica Lange won the 1994 Academy Award for Best Actress and the Golden Globe. Nice. Um, well, well, good for her. Yeah. Good for her. <laughs> Amazing actress for, gosh, 40 or 50 years now. Yeah. Kudos. Yep. And... Tommy Lee Jones looks like he plays a love interest based on the uh, the cover here. So, hey, listeners, if you guys seen that movie and thinks it's worth a, a a watch, tweet at us. Let us know. You know, I, I think we're all you know looking for something good to watch. It looks like Chris O'Donnell is also in here and uh, Amy 
uh, Locaine, Lokin. I, if I'm not mistaken, she might be the the young lady that was in uh, one of my favorite movies, School Ties, uh, with uh, Brendan oh. Fraser. Yeah, oh, okay. which I also covered with my son. So shameless plug as always. All right, so that was best female performance. Best female performance. Okay, so I went first on that one. So our last category, we got best male performance. And who do you have for 1994? Well, Tom Hanks won that year for Forrest Gump, but I already used that movie. Um, but actually, I was looking through the list of 50, and down in like 45 or something like that uh, was an actually really good movie that I haven't seen since it first came out uh, called Nobody's Fool, uh, where Paul Newman is uh, one of his last great performances where he's a guy in his like uh, 70s or early 80s just kind of looking back on his life. But uh, Paul Newman is just... He's one of those Hollywood actor guys like you, you never hear any, anybody say anything bad about him. And he's just, he never like really seek the limelight and all that. Like, uh, you know, everybody knows about him and like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid and like movies like that. But then he became, went, just left Hollywood behind to go become a race car driver for and a, a champion race car driver. Um, and then kind of came back towards the end to do a few movies like, like the voice on cars. Uh, I don't know, just, just an incredible individual in that respect. But yeah, it just seeing that, seeing nobody's fool and remembering back on that movie, I'm like, yeah, that was, that was definitely, I, I think he was nominated. Uh, I don't know if he won or anything. I, I'm pretty sure Tom Hanks won that year because Forrest Gump swept a lot. But, yeah, I think I think you're right on that. But yeah, just a great little movie, especially for, you know, if you're looking for like a drama, if you're, if you're of a certain age and looking back on your life, you know. Okay, I like it. Not not a movie I, I saw, but if you recommend it, I'll definitely add it to my ever-growing list of movies that I need to watch. Uh, I'll probably put it behind like LA Confidential or something. Yeah, I'd say LA Confidential first. It'll definitely... Uh, Keep you interested a little more. <laughs> sure, sure. I, I definitely uh, enjoyed me some Paul Newman. Uh, I'm trying to think what was the last movie I saw him in. It might have been, uh, gosh, might have been, um, was, was it, it was him and Cool seconds? Hand Luke, right? Yeah, yeah. Cool oh, Hand well, Luke, well yeah. I mean, just like in general. Like oh, any oh, oh, like Paul Newman movie. I think that yeah, was probably yeah. the most recent one I saw. And that was probably just a few years ago, too. Um, cause I like to go back and like watch some of those classics that I completely missed. I, I, I definitely have an appreciation for those, you know, Great Escape and Steve McQueen and all of them. Um, but, um, yeah, enjoy me some Paul Newman. I'm sure there's a couple songs written about him or something, maybe. <laughs> one, one or two out there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So mine was a no brainer for me. Uh, this actor I have covered a number of times. Um, I want to give a shout out to Ashley of the Cutaways. Uh, they were both on my show covering a movie of his where Ashley stated that he was like our movie dad. Like I'm paraphrasing because we grew up on his movies and I went with Robin Williams in Goodwill Hunting. That's a good pick. Yeah. That movie alone, I could have done best writing, uh, maybe even breakout performance for Matt Damon. But I think Robin Williams is the best thing of that movie. And I had to use him uh, for best actor. Yeah. Or best male performance. Yep. Yeah. Great, great pick. I mean, yeah, like I, I actually watched that movie for the first time maybe two years ago, like, like, no way. like really late into the game. It came out about 97. I would have been 16 at the time. I was like, I, I don't want to watch another like dead poet society kind of movie. Like whatever, right. man, I'm watching, yeah. I'm watching face off and whatever the latest Jean-Claude <laughs> movie is. Um, but yeah, just a really great movie. I, I had no, 
I had also heard like, oh yeah, I won all these things for like best screenplay and like all these kind of Academy Awards, and that's what put you know Damon and Affleck on the map. But yep. it was like, oh, they they can actually act. Who knew? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Goodwill Hunting, I probably didn't see until about uh, I'd say about three years later. So I came on it a little bit later, but I think I also watched it because. Uh, Finding Forrester, uh, I feel, came out in like 2001. Oh, yeah. um, very similar movie. That one has uh, Sean Connery and I think his name is Rob Brown, who yeah. plays the, the 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 young basketball student, I think. But very similar concept. You know, it's a, a mentor and, and a student. Uh, we're actually going to be covering Finding Forrester and Goodwill Hunting on uh, original remake because it's like the same movie. Yeah. Um, uh, some I, I think in in July. So, but anyway, yeah, a great movie. If you haven't seen Fighting Forrester, another good one by Gus Van Sant. He does uh, he does really good with these like mentor type movies, I guess. All right, well that wraps up um our list and the categories and all that. And again, those were all the top uh 50 grossing for our respective years. Uh, Steve, what were some titles that were outside? Uh, the top 50 that you wish you could have used and maybe even um, if, if you had an idea like which category uh, for those movies well what well, one in the top 50 I was really trying to work in was uh, Maverick uh, which is number mm. 12 on the list but I mean the only thing you're really working into is like best comedy and it's not going to be Dumb and Dumber by any means I just I no, love no. that movie <laughs> Um, it's a great movie. Also, number fifty-one on my list was Shawshank Redemption, uh, oh, because man. Of, because apparently it made just about half a million dollars less than In the Army Now and Drop Zone. God damn it! Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that would have been good to work in somewhere. Uh, you know, Frank Darabont directing or something like that. Yeah. Um, gosh, there was also like IQ. Uh, sorry, just kind of glancing at the list here real quick. Oh, Tim Robbins made two movies that year, huh? Oh, Meg yeah. Ryan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. I, I like that one. Uh, it's Le- okay, yeah. Julia Roberts. Leon the Professional at 72. That would have been uh Wow. A breakthrough one. performance, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Portman. Natalie Portman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Above the Rim. Love that one. Uh, yeah, me too. E- Immortal Beloved. I sometimes feel like I'm the only person that's ever seen that movie with Gary Oldman as Beethoven. I'm familiar with it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next You quarter. know, a- uh, above the rim. I mean, I don't know. Eh. What what did you have again for soundtrack? Oh yeah, it's not going to be Forrest Gump. I mean, it's good. One. Oh right. Well, yeah, yeah. Above the rim, like had regulate, which is still like oh, you know, everybody knows that song. But I, I I I probably that probably wouldn't be up for debates at all. I think Forrest Gump is still the better soundtrack. Yeah. Another uh, breakthrough performance was uh, the next Karate Kid, kind of going in with Cobra Kai with uh, Hillary Swank. Yeah, um, I don't know if I'd, <laughs> I don't know if I'd call that a breakthrough performance. They, people definitely associate her with that movie, and Boys Don't Cry probably doesn't come out for like another five years, yeah, right? Like, I like, feel that's, yeah, that was like 98 or something like that. 98, 99, yeah. probably. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say that was probably her breakthrough performance, but you're right. Um, people write off the next Credit Kid, though, but I, I see what you mean. Yeah, um, you know, it's, it's not her fault. The writing was, was bad. Yeah, the writing was very yeah. bad. I, I'm sure she did the best she could. Um, okay. Uh, for 1997, some of the other movies uh, I would have loved to have used. A terrible movie, but maybe this could have gone into uh, f- uh, fight scenes, but Mortal Kombat Annihilation also came out that yeah. year. 
breakthrough performance. I definitely would have used uh, Jennifer Lopez in Selena, oh, uh, which happens yeah. to be my biggest downloaded episode in a couple years here. I had the ladies of It's About Damn Crime come on because they're a bit of experts in that field, and uh, it's still being downloaded uh, as as we speak. People still are checking that episode out. Um, let's see here. We got... Let's see. I, I feel 1997 was also a year that uh, some Friends cast members tried to go off and do movies. We had Picture Perfect with Jennifer Aniston, oh, yeah. Fool's Russian with uh, um, Matthew Perry. I almost called him Chandler Bing. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, Matthew Perry, and then Lisa Kudrow in Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion, and those oh. those are 68, 70, and 71 respectively. So just yeah. right there, wouldn't have used comedy. any of those movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say uh, <laughs> sure. Forget what your comedy was, but yeah, I probably what I remember was a pretty good one. Uh, liar, 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 liar. That's, that's right. right. That's yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, Boogie Nights. You know, maybe maybe soundtrack. I'd have to check out the track listing, but you know, Boogie Nights is in there. Um, we got Murder at 1600. Probably wouldn't use that for anything, but I do enjoy that. Love me some Wesley Snipes. Yeah. Uh, and a couple more here. The 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 Postman. Not a good movie, but. I don't know. Maybe you could have William Patton as villain. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah I haven't. I honestly haven't seen The Postman. <laughs> it, it doesn't sound intriguing. It sounds like it's terrible. It sounds, it's terrible. It sounds like Dances with Wolves minus the feeling. No, I don't. Know. It could be. And the reason I checked it out is because I myself am a letter carrier. So uh, uh, I, I watched that like shortly after I uh, became a mailman, and I wanted to see what it was like. But it's post uh, post apocalyptic, and so it had nothing to really do with the post office, kind of, but not really. Uh, so that's that's really it. That's uh, within the 100. I didn't really go outside of that. But if I had to choose just one, I feel Selena would have been the one I wish I could have thrown in there for um, a breakthrough performance. Yeah. Uh, what one. about you? What, what about just the one? Would it be Shawshank? I mean, probably Shawshank. Um, yeah, I mean, man. Best like writing or best direction or something. Um, I mean, there wasn't like best supporting actor, throw Morgan Freeman or something in there. Um, yeah, pr- probably one of those. Yeah, I wonder if um, going forward, I don't know if I would add a category or replace one, but best like adaptation slash based on, you know, true story type deal. Yeah. I, I think that'd be kind of a, a good one, you know, then I could have, well, I still wouldn't be able to use Selena, but, um, well, and you still wouldn't be able to use Shawshank Redemption. So I guess it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, it's not, yeah. <laughs> but, but there, there are things out there now. You, you, can, so. always, you can always throw in wild card. No, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like that. I like that a lot. Maybe we do that. Maybe we throw in a wild card category, one outside the the top fifty. That that's a good one. Yeah. There you go, Steve. Yeah, there you go. Oh, oh, yeah, <laughs> that one's free. Sixteen or fifteen <laughs> in a wild card. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Well, I saw notes on the list. Uh, Ed Wood was like a hundred and eighty something thirds in my year, <laughs> and I'm like, I could find a place for that. I'm sure, but <laughs> probably, yeah. Uh, kookiest director. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, and I just kind of clicked on outside the top hundred, but I also had Chasing Amy. You know, it, it is a movie yeah. I do enjoy. So there we go. That's a good one. But uh, that wraps up uh, the categories. So we'll kind of go back and run down uh, what we had. Steve, I'll have you um, go ahead and just kind of go down the list of categories of what you had, and then and then I'll go. Uh, yeah, for uh, best special effects, I had Stargate, best fight scene. Uh, Guile versus Bison in Street Fighter, 
Best Writing, I had Pulp Fiction. Best Soundtrack, Forrest Gump. Best Sequel slash Prequel, Clear and Present Danger. Best Horror, Interview with the Vampire. Best Family Movie, The Lion King. Best Comedy, Dumb and Dumber. Best Action Movie, Speed. Best Drama, Natural Born Killers. Breakthrough Performance, Jim Carrey and Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Best Villain, Top Dollar in The Crow. Uh, Best Director, James Cameron for True Lies. Best Female Performance, Jodie Foster in Nell. And Best Male Performance, Paul Newman in Nobody's Fool. All right, a very good diverse list there, sir. Uh, for 1997, what I had, uh, Best Special Effects, I had Men in Black. Best Fight Scene was uh, Air Force One between Harrison Ford and Gary Oldman. Best Writing, L.A. Confidential. Best Soundtrack, Hercules. Best Sequel, The Lost, the Lost World, Jurassic Park. Best Horror Movie, Scream 2. Best Family Movie, Batman and Robin which is debatable. Uh, best Comedy, Liar Liar. Best Action Movie, Face Off. Best Drama, Amistad. Breakthrough Performance, Jennifer Love Hewitt from I Know What You Did Last Summer. Best Villain, Mike Michael Myers as... What is it, Mike Myers? Mike Myers as Dr. Evil from Austin Powers' International Man of Mystery. Best Director, James Cameron for Titanic. Best Female Performance, Helen Hunt in As Good As It Gets. And Best Male Performance, Robin Williams from goodwill hunting so that's gonna wrap it up for our list this is movie wars fourth edition so steve i want to thank you for coming on um you definitely listed some movies yeah absolutely um you definitely listed some movies i have never seen and uh, i definitely want to check out for sure uh so one more time again where listeners could find you if they want to carry on the conversation on the social medias where they can find your show and you teased an interview that or you spoke of an interview you did you did but uh can you tease a maybe an upcoming episode they can check out um i think i this this will probably come out either late june or early july okay yeah um yeah of course we're at everything i learned from movies that's eilfm.podbean.com uh, of course you you can also just hit us up on twitter at eilf movies uh, everything i learned from movies um as far as like what's coming up on the show uh, of course we're we'll be finishing up june claude van damme uh, so we've got a couple of wonderful movies that coming up. I think uh, Universal Soldier and uh, maybe our full-length commentary for uh, Kickboxer will be coming out around that time. And then going into July, uh, we have a couple more interviews coming out, but uh, you'll just have to follow us on Twitter to find out who they are. They're they're worth it, though. Uh, and in July, we'll be doing Disaster Movie Month. So we got some uh, a wide range of disaster movies coming out of uh, questionable, questionable merits, but... Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So, yeah, come check out me and my wife, Izzy, and all of our special guests. And I may be on one of those disaster movies as well. Who Indeed. knows? We'll, we'll have to figure that out here. Um, so for me, uh, you can find me on Instagram or Twitter at PaulStalgic. If Facebook is your thing, I do have a group page where I post every episode I produce, whether it's a guest spot or, or ones that I host. Podstalgic and Friends. Uh, and, you know, I don't try to, you know, make it like super active. I really just share episodes that I do. So that way, if you're interested, you can check it out. That's really all that it's for. Also, 
If you missed it, uh, Phoenix and I, my son, we uh, just wrapped up um, our Indiana Jones trilogy uh, coverage there just a few weeks ago. Uh, those were a lot of fun hearing his perspective, uh, a 17-year-old who has just seen them for the very first time, uh, just to throw a few things out there. Um you know, again, the show, you know, there's a lot of focus on nostalgia. I have been a huge supporter of a new property that has come out. It is what we're all calling the sequel to 1984's The Karate Kid, and that is uh, YouTube Red's exclusive Cobra Kai, or I guess it's YouTube's premium now. But anyway, I love the shit out of that show. <laughs> there's there's 10 episodes. They're 30 minutes each. It's very bingeable. Um, you know, watch two at a time. But if you're interested, I did review each episode individually on a podcast called TV Ate My Brain, which, which is the official TV podcast of Core Temp Arts. And also, Tom and I, we interviewed five cast members from that show, too. And it was a lot of fun. So check that out over on that podcast. Again, if you follow me on Postogic and Friends, you can find all those episodes there, too. Excellent. Oh, and if I could just do one more plug. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my, my wife, Izzy, who's my co-host, uh, she's a wonderful artist. Uh, she has a wide variety of incredible art available at untidyvenus.etsy.com. Uh, but uh, if you're listening to this, you'll probably like her line of movie monsters who love kittens. Uh, there's everything from Pennywise to Godzilla to Xenomorph, uh, Predator, all, all just playing with kittens um but yeah definitely check it out um we just love for you guys to I, I really enjoy her art and i think you will too all right dan steve you share that link with me i'll definitely put it in the show notes so check the show notes for that link and also if you guys are interested and have not already heard it i'll include the um the three links to the other episodes of movie wars as well um you know the, the the ones i did last year so steve i want to thank you again for coming on the show and you know we've already talked about it you'll definitely return for a regular movie review uh, in the near future here so uh thank you guys for listening if you have a few minutes and if you haven't done so please consider leaving an itunes review that really help out the visibility of our show if you get a chance to and check out everything i learned um for movies consider leaving them one as well that'll help out all the independent podcasters so um thank you guys again for your continued support and we'll see you guys next time have a good night everybody i have often dreamed of a far off place where a great warm welcome will be waiting for me where the crowds will cheer when they see my face and the voice keeps saying this is where I'm meant to be I will find my way I can go the distance I'll be there someday If I can be strong I know every mile Will be worth my while I would go most anywhere to feel like I Thank you for listening to the Cortem Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Cortem Parts shows, visit cortemparts.com.